Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, The Messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Once again, it's on. On this episode, we're going to discuss the future of Haiti and what's at stake for Haiti and for the Haitian people and for the country as a whole. Now, that being said, as a Haitian national who live abroad, we have to be more uh, we have to be more acquainted with our history and our past that's why we will propel us to the future now that being said i know a lot of you guys who are christian by the way have been saying haiti's curse haiti's not curse those are the transgressions that haiti must go through to fulfill her destiny i repeat those are the transgressions that haiti in the world must go through to fulfill their destiny, but are we going to focus in Haiti primarily? Now, Haiti has been in the news for the past few months, started with the assassination of the uh, president, now with the national disaster, with the earthquake, the hurricane. Uh, my heart go out to the Haitian people, um, those of us who live abroad. We must we must be more acquainted with the history of Haiti. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us are so oblivious to what's going on in Haiti uh, as far as the history of Haiti, where we are right now, where we're heading to in the future. Now, I will, I'm going to call this podcast, the, the future of Haiti is brighter, is much brighter than the sun. Why do I mean, why do I mean, what do I uh, mean by that? Um, well, let's look at the history. Our history is one of the best history on the planet. Okay, one can argue. But I just this is my perspective. You may have your own perspective about Haiti history and culture and future. Now, when it comes to the the history, like I said, Haiti is a special place. You have a lot of mystical uh, powers, and then those of you who keep saying this false narrative that you know we made a pact with the devil. Um, that's how we gain our independence. Um, a lot of you guys are Christian, by the way. That's that's the sad part. Um, you guys keep saying this thing because you keep watching the Western media that keep brainwash you on a daily basis or with this buffoonery. We didn't make no pact with the devil, okay? It is very upsetting. It is very belittling to be saying that. It's very um, oxymoron for you to make that statement. You sound really like an oxymoron. If you don't know, I give you a pass. You don't know. You know, if you're ignorant, you know, ignorant means unaware. You're unaware, but get yourself some books and read and listen to the OG that's in, that live in Haiti. Not those OG here, those in Haiti. A lot of you guys have not really, like myself, I've been, you know, I left Haiti when I was 13 years old. So it's been a long time. It's been 30 years since I left Haiti. So I haven't been back for 20 years. So it's been a long time since I left Haiti. I'm not really into Haitian politics. I'm not really into Haitian news. But as of late, I've been watching, but I'm, I was not oblivious of the history of Haiti. That's one thing you cannot say about me. John is not oblivious to his country or the history of his country. Go listen to my podcast. I make it clear as as the, the sky blue, okay? So that, be, that being said, the Haiti, Haiti's future look bright. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Our future look bright. Now, with the infrastructure, let's talk about the agriculture of the country. Now, we know that in every country, agriculture is very important. Agricultural health and education and infrastructure. 
So I'm going to I'm going I'm to dive in into all those aspects. Agriculture, number one. Health, number two. Infrastructure and education. I'll say education, number three. And infrastructure. Those four aspects, we need to take care of those four aspects. Let's talk about the, um, the agricultural aspect. If you cannot feed your people, you're a bad leader. We need to have enough surplus of food to sustain us during a hurricane or earthquake disaster. You see what's going on right now. We were not prepared. And it goes to those leaders in Haiti. Those Jolbokie, I will call them. Jolbokie mean, <laughs> you guys know what that means. It's worthless. They're not doing anything substantial to really help the public and to help the people of Haiti. They have felt the, the Haitian people miserably. Most of them, they're more interested in enriching themselves, uh, buying houses in, in Miami Beach, buying houses in New York City, buying houses in France and Dubai. Those are the things that in driving nice vehicles. Now, I'm not knocking you. I like nice vehicles too, but I'm not going to use my people's money to enrich myself. Is you do you do yourself a disservice first of all. You do your people a disservice. Now that being said, let's talk about the uh, the infrastructure. The a lot of those houses that collapsed during the earthquake 2010, 10 years ago. Now you might say eleven years ago. Come this October is gonna make eleven years since this earthquake happened in Haiti. This is the second one. So a lot you notice that the infrastructure was not. Earthquake um, proof, um, resistant, I, rather. It was not earthquake resistant. A lot of those houses was not built for earthquake disaster. This is why we have an engineer, our own Haitian engineer, to co collaborate with American engineer, French engineer, Canadian engineer, German engineer, to see how they're going to build this country to a world-class country. It's going to happen. It's prophesized. Those countries, they're going to collaborate with us to make Haiti like the second Dubai. Well, Haiti's going to be better than Dubai. Watch and see. Listen and listen closely. Haiti's going to be 10 times better than Dubai. You see how Dubai looks right now? Haiti's going to be 10 times better because we have all the natural resources that Dubai doesn't have. We have all... Plus, God chose this, this place. Haiti's a special place, unlike Dubai. But I'm not trying to degrade Dubai. It's a beautiful city. You know, you've seen all the pictures on, on, on social media. Beautiful city. But Haiti's going to be better. Haiti's future look brighter than the sun. I know a lot of you guys will say, what? Really? After all this, you know, calamities? How you say this? It's prophesized. A lot of you guys are oblivious what's going on in Haiti. You're oblivious about your country as far as the history goes. You're oblivious what's going to take place in the future of your country. Now that being said, the infrastructure needs to be rebuilt. To, to you need to be earthquake sound. We need to build the whole electrical grid in Haiti. All the town, all the roads need to be rebuilt. I also suggest we build a, a highway that can connect Jacques Mel to Port-au-Prince. And this is my perspective. You can we can build like a rail a railroad that can connect the north, the east, the south. All together, integrated. I know France have the ingenuity because France owe us that favor. So they can build a railroad that can connect throughout the country. That is for France. I would, uh, Michel Macron should talk about those French engineers to go in Haiti and build that railroad for free. Well, they're going to build it for free because they have stolen trillions of dollars from Haiti. So they're going to build this railroad for free. Watch and see. 
France is going to build a world-class railroad for Haiti. That's going to be better than Japan, better than China. So wait for that. Um, that being said, let's move on to the education. The population of Haiti, most of the population of Haiti are young people. A lot of them, unfortunately, are not educated. They're not properly educated. Um, so we need to educate those kids in, in, in agriculture, in science, in engineering, in all aspects of life. They need to be educated. So those are the things that those of us who have the expertise and the know-how to educate our people. There are already some people that's doing it on the ground, on the ground level. So we need more people to get involved with the education of the people. Now, when it comes to the health care, that is very essential. You must have clinics to cater your people throughout the town, throughout the cities. We must have world-class hospitals. Me, I'm going to call Jeff Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos on this podcast. We're looking for $7 billion to build three, three 500-bed hospitals, one in Port-au-Prince, one in Jacques Mel, and I would say one in Gonaive. Those are 500-bed hospitals. Jeff Bezos, I'm calling you on this podcast, Jeff Bezos, I need $7 billion to build three 500-bed hospitals. If you listen to this podcast, you guys pass it on to Jeff, Jeff Bezos can listen to it, the, the CEO of Amazon. So I'm calling him out because America all owes us that favor too. So it's time for it to pay homage to Haiti. So we're looking for $7 billion. This is me. This is my, my idea. $7 billion to build three 500-bed hospitals, one in Port-au-Prince, one in Jack Mel, one in Gonaive. 500-bed hospitals. So we're looking for $7 billion. We're going to make them to a world-class hospital with 21st century equipment from top to bottom. World-class. We're not doing nothing second-class. Everything's going to be world-class. We got to think in a higher level. So everything we do from moving from now on has got to be world-class. If it's not world-class, I don't need it. That should be all Haitian people mindset. We need to do stuff at the highest level. If it's not world-class, whether it's our restaurant, whether it's our sports, whether it's our spirituality, everything, our fashion, everything we're doing moving forward now has got to be world-class. This is for all Haitian nationals throughout the world and Haiti. So everything we do from moving forward from now on has got to be world-class. World-class. That's the world-class. We can't do stuff, you know, little mom-and-pop shop. Those things ain't going to work anymore. We got to think globally. We got to think globally. All of us got to do. And some of us do. I know some of us have that global mindset like myself. We need to do stuff world class. Now, health is very important. Um, Our health, you know, Haiti got a lot of great soil to produce great fruits and vegetables that can make us healthy. And we also got to work out. A lot of us, we have bad habit of eating. Uh, We eat a lot of fast foods, especially those of us who live abroad, Jasper, those of us who live abroad, we like to, you know, dine in into those fast food, you know, and consequently we become obese, have high blood pressure, diabetes, the list goes on and on and on. So we need to eat healthy. So those are the things we need to implement in Haiti when it comes to health. We need to teach um, our doctors to train our doctors in Haiti to train the young doctors that's coming up. We need to train um, our uh, nurses 
our nursing assistant, uh, all those people need to be trained in Haiti, in those hospitals. So it's going to be a world-class hospital where we're going to invite foreigners to come into to give their expertise in different aspects of health. Whenever we talk about um, herbal health, we're going to do natural health too. We're also going to emphasize natural um, herbs. So natural health, that's one thing we're going to implement too in those hospitals. So that being said, if you're a doctor who live abroad and you happen to be a Haitian national, whether you live in Canada, United States of America, whether you live in France, whether you live in the Caribbean islands, South America, if you are listening to this podcast, I will address you. Those are the things we need to implement. We need to build a world-class hospital. It, it is time we do so because you see what's going on. We always last in those things. It's time for us to be first. I know God is going to help us, but we've got to help ourselves. We must help ourselves and our people. We have the expertise and we have the know-how. Money is not a problem. The education part, we need to educate our people. It is imperative that we, those of us who have the expertise and the know-how, and the funding, it's time for you guys to invest in Haiti. I know some of you guys are already investing already, so I'll give you a pass. But those of you who still live abroad, who got the, 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 the connection, who got the expertise, it's time for you to invest in Haiti and Haiti's future. Because I'll say 85% of the Haitian population, they're under 20. They're under 20. Under 21, rather. So 85% of them. So we need to invest in the future of Haiti for a better future. I know God's going to help us, but we got to help ourselves. Now, let me address the so-called Christian. I know you guys be watching the, the Western media who have been brainwashed with this shenanigan, with this foolery, that Haiti's curse. Oh, Haiti's not curse. Um, like I said, a lot of it is bad planning, bad leadership, number one, and those bad spirits in Haiti. All come together to put us in this predicament that we are in right now. Those bad spirits, bad leadership, bad planning, that is the, the recipe for what we have now. So Haiti is not cursed by a long shot. Okay, those houses fall down because they were, they, they were not earthquake proof or earthquake resistance. They were not built for earthquake. So consequently, we lost a lot of life, a lot of houses. I heard this earthquake, they lost about 13 houses. The death toll is almost 2,000 now. They say it's about 2,500 people die. And there's more. They're still digging more bodies underground as I speak to you on this podcast. So our future looks bright, contrary to popular belief. Haiti future look brighter than the sun. I'm not saying this to be braggadocious. It is the it's truth. I'm just speaking truth. This is what's in my heart. You may agree or disagree. I understand. That's your prerogative. But Haitian future look bright. Haiti's future look bright. I know right now you look at the TV screens. And say, oh my God, John, this is ridiculous. What are you talking about? It's prophesized. It is prophesized. I'm not here to cons- uh, to convince you or persuade you. This is just a message. I'm just sharing this message from my heart. I don't have nobody paying me to say this, what I'm saying. I'm my own man. I have my own mind. So I'm saying this not because I'm a Haitian national, because I care about my country. And then there's more work I need to do for my country. And God's going to help me find those avenues, those doors open for me to help my country on a lot of levels, whether it's financially, spiritually. He's going to help me because he I put this thing in my heart to speak truth to power. A lot of our pastors are not doing so because they're so concerned of building big uh, churches. They're so concerned by, you know, money suits, you know, driving nice cars, building bigger houses. 
That's why they that's why they're concerned about. I'm not concerned about those things. If God bless me with those things, that's icing on the cake for me. But that's not what my, my, my objective for this podcast is to reach billions of people throughout the world. It's gonna happen eventually and share my perspective on the history of Haiti, the history of the world, and try to show the correlation between those two, especially when it comes to France, Spain, Portugal, the United States of America, Mexico, all those countries in South America and Central America, and North America, how they can correlate with Haiti. Now, the world is going to help Haiti. How? They're going to help build Haiti, because all those countries that have uh, submerged Haiti underwater, that have buried Haiti, like France, like Spain, like Portugal, like England, and Canada, and United States. All those countries I just mentioned, they're going to help Haiti. I know right now you guys seen seen um, the U.S. is very involved in the, the relief effort, which I, I applaud them on that. I think it's guilty pleasure, guilty conscience rather. So they have done so much, so much bad deeds to Haiti. Now they have to step up to the plate. Now, let me address the president, the U.S. president. If you really want to help Haiti, I would suggest that you release those funds, those funds that first, the, 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 the fund that you, the $15 billion that your, your country took back in 1914, the $500,000 worth of gold that the U.S. Marines stole from the National Bank need to be allocated to Haiti. Secondly, those funds that Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and George W. Bush took from Haiti, they need to release those funds. I think they're about over $10 billion. Some people might say it's $20 billion. I'll say just for the sake of argument, it's well over $10 billion. Those funds need to be allocated to Haiti ASAP if you really want to help the Haitian people. And they should put this money on, in a trust where there are no, no politician who have no access to it but the people. This money should be allocated just for the people. And it should be put in a trust. Those of us who are financial advisor. So you, you know what I'm talking about. Put it in trust for the Haitian people, for the future of the Haiti. So that's my advice for you guys. They, they, um, if you, Haitian people, do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. We have a bright future coming up, but we have to go through those transgressions. We must go through those growing pain. I know it's hard for you to swallow. It's hard for you to swallow. It's hard for you to digest on a spiritual level. It's hard for you to digest on a mental level. But God got us. Yahshua, Yahweh, got our back. He's going to redeem us. He's going to raise us from the ashes like a phoenix. So we got next. It is our time. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. Haiti, future is so bright, much brighter than the sun. One love, one blood, one people, one nation. Take care.